0: When I was feeling rather melancholy, it started yesterday and ran into today. So, um, Paul reminded me when we picked out that song, that my ordination, uh, that song was played actually on a trumpet. So... um, I guess it's a good way to go out too, huh? I started my full-time ministry in 1979, and in 1980, I was ordained to put a date on it, so it's been a couple of years, I guess. Well, I have 10 things for you today. Uh, What a weird title, right? Be this. Be this. In essence, it's a challenge always to know what to preach uh, your last sermon on, to be this. It occurred to me that after 25 years, what should I preach to you all on that I haven't already said maybe more than once, maybe many times. But I thought to myself, what do I want to leave you? I want you to be this. You understand? I want you to to be this. I want you to be this kind of a person. That's what I want after 25 years even more so God wants you to be this. So I entitled it be this. I start when I was planning all this I was thinking of all these different scriptures that I was going to preach on. I thought, "Well, should I preach on this? Should I preach on that? How about that? How about this?" You know, and that starts going through your mind about 20 different passages. But it occurred to me, I wanted to say something to you. Be this. Be this. Will you please be this for the sake of our Lord? I was going to joke with you and tell you I'm starting a new series today. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, my new series today, what? That's right. I'm, i got to tell you, let me say this before I start. It's been a good ride. It's been a good ride. When I take this, I want you to know God's been gracious. He's been gracious all along, good times, bad times. God's always gracious, isn't he? I've been blessed by God eternally, and I don't that's not hyperbole, that's not exaggeration. I've been blessed by God eternally as your pastor. Someday I will stand before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and he'll say, Eric, you pastored Bryn. This is, how do you account for it? I think there's going to be some blessings. And those are going to be eternal blessings. So I am grateful eternally for what God has accomplished. Not much what I accomplished, but he allowed me to ride along I want you to know I do love you, and I do appreciate you. You need to know that. Families need to know that people love them, and people appreciate them. You're all special to me. Every one of you are special to me. I don't get the church directory out To pray for you. You're there and there. I don't need the church directory (laughs) to pray for you. So thankful for people that have been saved. We have seen people get saved. That's significant. That's significant. Lives change when people get saved. The Holy Spirit gets a hold of hearts, and we're thankful. We've seen people grow in Christ. We've seen leaders develop. Amen. Thanks, Lord. (laughs) We've seen that. If I look around too much at you folks, I start thinking about your story. They'll be distracted. Hey, we've stayed together for twenty-five years, haven't we? That's been that's been cool. That doesn't mean people haven't come and gone, but we've stayed together for twenty-five years. We haven't had any big uproars. We haven't had. Uh, Anything that happened that where people are, you know, saying, you know, uh, we're so angry, we're all going to leave or anything like that. We have stayed together for 25 years. We've been a pretty content tribe. Families have happiness and Sometimes we have unhappiness. Scripture says we rejoice with them that rejoice and we weep with them that weep. It's kind of, that's why I said I felt pretty melancholy today and I know that everybody always tells me when you retire, you know, you must be really excited and I tell them I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm really excited or not, you know, I, I'm not really but i i knew it was time it was time sometimes you just know and uh thank you uh i'm afraid uh i wept this morning so thanks for i know some of you wept with me so appreciate it well we've worshiped together haven't we we've risen up and we've sang and we've prayed together and We've listened to the word together and we've met together again and again and again and again, and uh, we've worshiped together. We have a great God, and we're all little servants. It's always what I remember. He's a great God, and I'm a little servant. It's a privilege. Well, we've served the Lord together. Dana and Ken are ramping up for VBS. I, I hear the drums in the background. <laughs> Keep inviting. It's coming. Keep inviting. One of the neat things uh, is not only serving with you day by day and week after week, But sometimes one of the neat things is just standing back, crossing my arms, and watching this church serve, like at vacation Bible school. Very nice. God has provided again and again. Some say it's my weakness, some say it's my strength, but I've never pressed you for finances in 25 years. And you know what the amazing deal is? God's always provided. He's always provided. I know I've been to churches where pastors, you better give, you better give, you better give. Never did in 25 years. God has saw fit to take care of things, maybe because of my stupidity, or perhaps, I just really trust the Lord always. Same thing happens in my family. It's not something we beat the drum over. We have built things, haven't we, Dave? not that been neat? We've seen things taken care of. I look at these old pictures when I first came here. Hard to imagine there was no siding on the house back there. There's a gravel parking lot. This building, of course, wasn't here. We've built things together by God's help. and Some smart people and people that had a vision and a heart. Thank you. I've had little to do with it. And we've always been quick out of debt, haven't we? God's goodness. We have laughed together. I don't mind laughing with you. I guess I needed a laugh or two this morning. I have been told you I came in feeling rather melancholy. And, so I'm happy to laugh with you. And yeah, we've cried a little bit too. So that's for sure. We've been given success, and God has allowed us to have failure. Time for everything under the sun, isn't it? (laughs) That's family. That's church. Thank you, all of you that have stayed together. I thank you for the leadership in the church. Thanks, fellas, and serving with you. Meant a lot to me. For the ladies too that have risen up and said, Blessed be the name of the Lord, and we're gonna do whatever we can do too. Thank you. God has been there. God has been there every step of the journey. In weakness and strength, God has been there. Every step of the journey, when Jerry was around, he would have given you a tour of, of the buildings and the, all the how this came together, and Tom still can tell you. And God's journey isn't finished yet. We're still going. Now you're going to carry on with new leadership, and God will still be with us. Keep praying. Well, I want to reinforce some things, reinforce these things with you this morning that are important, I believe, for the future of your spiritual life and for brain as well. This is obviously not inclusive or exhaustive of everything, and I'm going to try to get moving here. Here's a couple of quotes for you. I know Jackie was asking me about the one quote I used at my uh retirement dinner for Paula and I. And by the way, and let me say this too, I appreciate my wife, Paula. She's always been faithful and standing by my side. And thank you, Paula, I appreciate that. Well, you know, faithfulness, according to J.I. Packer, is our business. That's our business, we're to be faithful. Fruitfulness is an issue that we must be content to leave with God. And so as I leave, and I don't know what the future holds, I'm very thankful for all the fruit that God does give, but stay faithful. And of course, this is the quote from the dedication, or the, excuse me, the retirement dinner. There are only two things in the world that will last forever the Word of God, and the souls of men. Pour your life into what will last. That's from Stephen Lawson. I thought I'd leave those two quotes with you. Well, Brian needs to be this. <laughs> Let me get to the sermon. I'm not going to go on and on. I know it's going to last a little longer than I wanted it to, but we had a lot going on this morning and... And like they say, it's hard to say goodbye. I love hellos. I'm not very good at goodbyes. First thing is, you need to be saved, okay? If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and it doesn't matter if I've told you hundreds of times from the pulpit, And I have. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you need to be saved. It's not just from the fact that, it's from a personal standpoint, I care about you. I don't want you to go to hell. And the bottom line is, according to Scripture, is if you do not know the Savior, you will go to hell, not for a year, not for 25 years. I'm sure for some of you, it seems like an eternity that I've been here, maybe. But I'm going to tell you, on a day like today, it just seems like <laughs> the proverbial vapor. I want you to know it's eternity. Please be saved Scripture tells us this in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 3. How shall we escape? Do you understand the intention of that? How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? How are you going to escape? There's not a second chance in eternity. And so I plead with you. I plead with you, please. Be saved. I don't know your heart, only God does. But I want to leave pleading with you one more time. Be this. Be saved. Know the Savior. Repent of your sin. I can preach a whole message on just being saved. But there's ten things I'm giving you today. It's kind of the top ten things of being this. Be this, though. Be saved, all right? Number two, be biblical. Oh, pastor, not again. You and Bible and being, it's always the Word of God. That's right. If you don't remember anything else about me, remember that it's about the Word of God. It's always about the Word of God. Be biblical. In Second Timothy chapter three verses fifteen through seventeen, it says this. I, I just recently finished a series in the evening on First and Second Timothy, kind of with the idea of the next pastor, Paul dying at the end of 2 Timothy. But one of the things for me that was very significant was this realization of how precious Timothy was to Paul. And it just kind of jumped out of the pages. It's not like I didn't know that he didn't have a great relationship, but it just kept reinforcing this to me. And then when I read Again, I was thinking all the passages on the Word of God, I could have gave you, you know, this, that, and the other thing. But in 2 Timothy 3, 15 through 17, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures. That's why we want kids to hear the Word of God. Don't keep it away from them. Oh, it's boring. Don't keep the word of God from your kids. And it's also okay for them to hear the preaching of the word of God. I know I'm not a video, and the next guy isn't going to be either. That's God's method and his means to preach the word of God. So, I want you to know they need to hear it. Deuteronomy 6, they were told to talk about it all day long in the household. I guess we all fail in that essence. We're all so busy. <clears throat> we're all so caught up with so many things in life. But isn't it interesting in Deuteronomy 6 talk about it when they get up in the morning and they Go to bed at night, you speak about what God says. Well, he says, they're able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. We know that. God breathes it out. This this is, when you open up the Bible, you do understand that God has spoken. You want to know the thoughts of God? What does God think about? Open up your Bible. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete. Be this, be this, be complete, be mature. Be thoroughly equipped for every good work, for every good work. Be equipped, be mature. Well, be obedient. I thought about that should be number 11, but I thought I should stop at 10. Be obedient to the Word of God. That's what you need to do. Obey it. Number three, be holy. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 15 and 16, be holy for I am holy, right? We're reminded in 1 Peter as well that, I hate to leave out verse 15, but it says, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it's written, be holy for I am holy. That's right. Those who belong to Jesus are called to be like him, to be godly. Hebrews 12, 14, this is is a really convicting passage. Without holiness, no one will see God. That's a scary verse. In other words, this is what it really boils down to. Unless your life is changed, that indicates that you're truly saved. Unless your life is changed and you are progressively becoming more like Christ, that's an indication you're saved. Then you know you will see God. Well, furthermore, be prayerful. I'm, i got to go through this quick, as you know. By the way, if you come this evening, there's no PowerPoint. The reason is I'm only going to speak for about 15 minutes. There, Vince kind of gave me a, one of those, oh right pastor this, one, this morning, so. and, and uh, But I want to be able to fellowship with you a little bit. I think there's a fellowship afterwards with ice cream or something. Sounds like a good night for it's supposed to be in the 80s, so. But um, I'm afraid that uh, I'm only gonna be good for 15 minutes or so tonight, so. Uh, We'll be brief. Be prayerful. Not all churches spend Sunday morning and say, let's pray. Not all churches have a prayer meeting. Let's pray. Not every church emphasizes prayer. Let's pray. James 5.16 says what? The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man does what? It avails much. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous woman avails much. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous child avails much. Pray! Pray without ceasing. When you're done praying, what should you do? Pray some more. And when you're done with that, pray again. We need to keep praying. You need to keep praying. Be prayerful. We need power in our lives. We need power in our church. We need to see the hand of God. Pray. Please pray. I think what happens next at brain will be a result of your prayers. Please pray. Number five. Boy, you never knew I could do a 10-point sermon in 25 minutes. Or whatever I'm doing, I don't know, I didn't look when I started. Be faithful. Man, we've kind of emphasized this a lot. You know why I think about that a lot? There's many passages, but there is this passage in Matthew 25:21. always kind of rings a bell in my heart. You know what that has to do. Uh, well done. What? Thou good and... That's right. You know what it is. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. When you stand before Jesus Christ, do you realize the criteria of what you will be standing before the Lord for. One of the criterion, and perhaps the main one, As you've been faithful to God, please be faithful. Be this. Be this. Be saved. Be biblical. Be holy. Be prayerful. Be faithful. It is required, you know, in stewards, that is one that manages something in their life, if it's yourself, or even how you Have an impact on other people that a person be found faithful. Please be faithful. Be this. Our church and our families, by the way, your family depends on you being faithful. People are not very faithful today in their families. Be faithful. Our church will depend on your faith. Be evangelistic. Be this. The growth of our church will depend on it if we are blessed by people being saved and discipled into obedience. You know the Great Commission. Go into all the world. Preach the gospel, right? We know that we're to make disciples. Preach it. Right? Matthew 28, 19 and 20 read the whole thing to you. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. Give others the gospel. Be this. Be a person who will tell other people about Jesus Christ. Pull them from the flames of hell, will you? That's why we said, be saved. But you need to be involved in the process. Be involved. Number seven, be preaching, be teaching. We need to be a church that is to be this. Back in our passage, you know what it says in Second Timothy. Preach the word right in season and out of season. We are called as a church to preach the Word of God. It's God's primary means of ministry in the church, isn't it? uh, We preach, we preach, we teach the Word of God. We come up and that's what we do. We open up the Bible and we say, Be this! Obey it! I guess that's why I said that would have been my number 11. It's everything else. Be this. Number eight, be strong. Why do I need to say this anyways? Why do I need to tell you to be strong? After all, don't we need God's grace in our life and our help? Man, (laughs) why do we need this? Uh, old Joshua sprung up in my brain when I was going through these things. These are things that I, that occurred to me, by the way, along the journey. I just, uh, I felt compelled. And Joshua 1.7 says, Only be strong. I think there needs to be some strength. I think there needs to be some backbone in Christians today. I think there needs to be people that are convinced and convicted. I think there needs to be today those kind of people that shows God has graciously been working in your life and you rise up and we are those people. And we need to be those people that are strong. Be strong, be courageous. And so much like God told Joshua, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn it from the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. I I believe that we need to be strong and courageous today. In days when people are awfully weak spiritually and uh, they collapse, we're all feeble as frail. We need God's help, but all that lies within you. I remember so often uh, reading these old boys of the 1800s and such. These old guys like Spurgeon, he would say, play the man. What does that mean? Doesn't it sound weird to you? He's saying when they said play the man, he's told people, be strong, be courageous, play the man. Number nine, on my hip parade, be forgiving, (laughs) be forgiving, we all goof up, we're all sinners saved by grace, be forgiving, since Christ forgave us all of our sins, it is required on the part of us that we be forgiving too of people. Colossians 3.13 says, bearing with one another, the idea of bearing with one another is supporting each other. The greatest weightlifters are, you know what, we reach down and we pick people up. You want to be a weightlifter? Man, I have literally carried hundreds and hundreds of pounds of books in the last couple of weeks. The Advil has been flowing, if you go into my office, it's gone, (laughs) except for those books I left for you over there, sorry about that. Um, We bear loads for other people. and We know people let us down, we know people do inscrutable things, we know people can be hard and difficult. We gotta be forgiving. And so we're told in Colossians 3.13, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Be this, be forgiving. I imagine there have been times you had to forgive me in these 25 years. I'm sorry for times I have let you down or messed up or goofed up or didn't do what you thought I should have done. Thank you for bearing up with me and forgiving me if, if those moments came along. And that's generally what happens in 25 years. Well, finally, be loving. You know why? Because love covers a multitude of sins, doesn't it? (laughs) That's right. How many times have you forgiven your loved one? How many times have you been able to say, I'm going to, no matter what this person does in my life, I love them. That's what churches do too, you know. We love each other no matter how many times we let each other down. In first John four eleven it says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And so we say amen to that. Thank you. Thank you, my beloved. Thank you, my precious saints. Heavenly Father. Bless Brian. Help our church. Bless your word. May the Spirit of God take it. In Jesus' name, amen.